What am I going to do after high school? I've been asking myself that same question for about four years now, and I guess I'll have to know the answer soon enough. As senior year approaches and my decision draws ever closer, it's time to take a look back on the things we've learned this past year and figure out how we can apply them to now. Welcome to season four, the final season of Completely Lost. Alright, hello everybody and welcome back to Completely Lost. My name is Quinn, this is my youngest sister Avery. Hi. We are your co-hosts and this is the, the final last episode, last of, episode season of season four. four. We are coming back three or more times. If you, I'll get to it at the end of the episode. I am going to explain in detail what we plan to do with the rest of this podcast at the end of the episode. Uh, but until then... If you want, like, a little quick overview of what we're talking about, go listen to, like, the first three minutes of Season 4, Episode 1. I talk about it very briefly there. What's that? Season 4, Episode Episode 1, Season 4, Episode 1. I talk about it very briefly there, but don't worry. You can also just wait however long this podcast is, and we will talk about what we do plan to do with this podcast after this episode. But But. this is what you might call the end of regular posting. Uh, We will not continue to do every Saturday. You know, we said this at the beginning of Season 1. Very sad. Um, I know. Uh, depressing. Um, depressing. but, but yes, this is the end of season one, or sorry, of season four. Uh, so. kind of spooky. We've been doing this for, like, pretty much a year. We started on September 14th, I believe, of 2020. It is now September 4th of 2021. Very scary. Uh, but yeah, absolutely insane that we're here. Mm-hmm. Let's get to it, shall we? Yeah. Today, we are doing a season overview, as we do for all of our season finales. A season overview, as you already probably know, is where we go over uh, every episode in our podcast or in that particular season, and we talk about the most important things to remember. So, uh, and then of course, also in our season overviews, we try to answer the big question at the end of the season. Uh, We do not have a big question for season four. As Mm -hmm. you know, season four is mainly kind of like talking about what I learned over the course of high school, how my opinions have changed on certain things, uh, giving any advice I can give to high school juniors now that I'm done with junior year, all that. Uh, So we really don't have a big question, which is why I am going to answer the question, uh, what has it been like? learning about the application process yeah. like what not just like oh how's it been or how did you do it but more like what has it been like for you uh-huh. so we will get to that after we are done with our season overview but without but, further ado let's get started let's get yeah let's season get four it. season four episode one <gasps> standardized tests revisited all right. all right i think the most important thing from this episode that you should remember is uh well there's there's multiple things that i think are important but the first thing that i think is important that you should remember is mm-hmm. uh a myth that i honestly believe needs to be dispelled <gasps> dispelled immediately guys listen up this is the myth. Mythbusters. Mythbusters. Not this was a great show. Do you know they hated each other? The yeah. two co-hosts. <laughs> that makes me so sad. But I really did like Mythbusters. Yeah. That was that was a good so fifteen cool. minutes in science class. Anyway, uh, now, now I know not to uh, rest my feet on the dashboard. Now I know not to take a shower in a lightning storm. Yay! Yay! <laughs> anyway, uh, here's the myth. 
Taking both the SAT and the ACT does not make you look better. If anything, it just stretches you more thin. Wow. It is a waste of your time to take both the SAT and the ACT unless you reasonably believe that you can do it. It does not make you look better. I will repeat it. It does it not, not make, make you, you look, look better. better. What probably is going to end up happening is you're going to find out that you're like worse at one of them and get a poor score on that and then get a good score on the other one. And then you'll or... also be really, really tired. Yeah, you'll be really, really tired and you'll probably drag down the score that you got for the one that you're good at because you're wasting your time spending it on this one that you aren't good at. Yeah. You could have gotten a 35 on your ACT, but you ended up getting a 30 because you're focusing all this mad time on the SAT and didn't have mm -hmm. as much to, as much time to study for your ACT. Mm -hmm. uh, so my advice, just choose one, you know, take a practice test from either of them. Just right. find the one that you are good at and okay. then take that one alone. Cool. All right, just take a practice test for either one. Say to yourself, like, I like this one or I like yeah, this one. Yeah. Uh, the second thing, I think is important from this episode. It's not a myth or a reminder. It's just kind of like a quick intro on how to sign up for the ACT. As you know, mm -hmm. I did not take the SAT because it's foolish. No, I'm kidding. SAT is fine. I'm just not good at it. Okay. But um, I took the ACT. This is how to sign up for the ACT if you are considering taking it, but you have no idea how to start. Step one, go to ACT.org. Do it. Step two, make a free account, grab a parent, they're gonna answer you, uh, they're gonna ask you like 10,000 questions, grab a parent, have them sit down with you. Um, it's gonna take you like 15 minutes, there are quite a bit of questions. Step three, at the end of those questions, they're gonna provide you with something called an entry ticket. It's gonna have your uh, picture on it. It is going to have all of your information on it, including where your testing site is, all that nonsense. Mm -hmm. You're gonna print out that entry ticket, you're gonna place it in a drawer and forget about it until the test day, because it is imperative that you have it with you on the day of your test. Yeah. They will not let you in without it. All right. Oh. Um, anyway. Oh, yeah. And on the day of the test, you know, get a good night's sleep. Bring a snack with you. Bring a light snack. Maybe light some snack. sunflower seeds. That's what I brought. <laughs> um, wear can yourself you some comfortable water? clothes. You can bring water. Yes. You are okay. allowed to bring water and you're allowed to bring one snack. Uh, I suggest sunflower seeds because that's what I took. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you would like to bring a kind bar. I don't know. I actually apple hate slices. kind bars. What? <laughs> apple slices. Or apple slices. It's up to you. But, um, yeah, bring yourself a snack. Bring yourself some water. Uh, do not bring a watch like I did. That was a foolish move. I heard it, like, tick-tocking the entire time, and I had to take it off because it was bothering me. What are me. you not allowed to bring? Uh, any electronic device that has internet capabilities. This is all on your entry ticket. They have it in big lettering in, like, bold in the center of the page, which yeah. you're not allowed to bring. So please do read that carefully, just in case you accidentally end up bringing, like, a, a calculator that they don't allow or right. stuff like that. But, yeah. Uh... Good luck. Good night's sleep. Focus. All right. Season four, episode two, extracurriculars in high school. Uh, there's only one thing that I think is important for this. Uh, of course, you know, in this one, we were talking about clubs and we were talking about sports mm -hmm. in high school, not in college. And of course, you remember my two favorite words, progression and consistency, uh -huh. progression and consistency. These are the two most important words when it comes to extracurriculars in high school. That is clubs, of course, in high school. What does this mean? This means that you have to join a club, stay in the club, and potentially go up in member and leadership positions. Oh, if you, if that's not possible, obviously that's fine. It's good enough to look, uh, it's good. Sorry, I messed up my words in my head. It looks good enough to colleges mm. that you are in the club for all four years. That in of itself is an achievement. True. So my advice to you, as I said it in the episode, Find two clubs that you're interested in and make yeah. sure you know that they are clubs that you're interested in. Don't just join them because you think they quote unquote look good for college because you're not going to put effort into it and it's going to show. Yeah. Uh, find two clubs that genuinely interest you in your freshman year. Join them. 
stay in them till your senior year. We say this kind of more long form in that episode. So go listen to it a little bit more in depth and I can explain like why that's good and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you have time, join clubs. It's kind of foolish not to. Again, if you don't have time, then that's another story. But if you do have time, do join clubs. It is very, very good on your resume. Yeah. It looks excellent to colleges. It shows that you're participating in stuff outside of school willingly, mm-hmm. all that good nonsense. Uh, a trap that a lot of freshmen, uh, a lot of freshmen fall into this trap. Uh, they join like eight clubs. Stop. Don't do it. Oh, you think you're preparing yourself for college? No, you are setting yourself up for failure, my friend, because <gasps> here's the secret. Uh, high school gets a lot harder than freshman year. Yeah. Even sophomore year is harder than freshman year Got by it. a little bit. Junior year is a nonsense absolute pile of nonsense and work Mm -hmm. you are not going to have time you just simply aren't going to have time to uphold eight clubs especially in junior year what is going to happen is you're going to have projects you're going to have homework you're going to have other like mandatory things you have to go to that will unfortunately cut the time you have to work on those clubs or even be part of those clubs hey and plus some of those clubs might even run into each other. Exactly. Precisely. That's, yeah, something I didn't even think about. Clubs overlap. They don't... I mean, there aren't eight days in a week. Precisely. And so some of them might go on at the same time as each other. And so you're going to have to make some tough choices. So join two clubs that you like. Stay in them till senior year. If you find other clubs along the way that you're interested in, you know, don't limit yourself to two clubs. Right. For example, I'm in six clubs. Like, that's <laughs> really great. But I chose those clubs because I know that I have enough time to be in each of them because yeah. I crafted this throughout my high school career instead of just loading it onto myself at my freshman year. Right. Let's continue. Season four, episode three. <gasps> AP tests revisited. Oh, yeah. Here's some important stuff to remember. Start a month before. I started seven days before. That was oh. a fool's move. Uh-oh. I should not have done that. I got a good score, though. I got a four. Let's go. Yeah. A push. Um, it, but, but wait, but maybe wait. I shouldn't have said that because I still shouldn't have started seven days before. Yeah. That was a fool's move. You it were was, horrible the entire week. Dude, I was like stuck at Avery can vouch. Yeah. I was in my room the entire like, the entire day, yeah. I think. Like, just, like, studying, like, making studying. study guides on FaceTime yeah. with my friends. Like, how does this work? Yeah. Like, all that. I, it was a foolish move, and I'm never going to do it again. I'm taking two APs this year, which is not actually that a lot. Like, some oh. of my friends are taking, like, four, and I'm just oh, like, yikes. oh, God. But, um, taking AP Psych and uh, AP Lit, if anyone's interested. Uh, nice. That's nice. What? That's nice. That's nice. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and I will be sure to start studying for them like before seven days because that was just a fool's move on my part. Eight days. L- literally nine days. Um, seven and a half. So yeah, that's a fool's move. Start at least a month before. You will thank yourself in the end. Number two, make a study guide. I made a study guide for APUSH. It was a billion years long, but man, did it help because here's the thing. Writing down stuff helps you remember that stuff better. If you are able to coherently understand and write down what you are thinking, Mm -hmm. that means you're going to remember it later because you understand it. Uh, You know, like, if you're able to write it, you're able to understand it. So that's why you should make a study guide. Uh Nice. But... Sorry, I'm choking on my words because I'm talking so much. Yeah. Um, Excuse me. So, oh, and I'm not going to talk about study guides too much. Get some water. Get some water. You get some water. Okay, I will. Oh my gosh, she's actually getting up and getting me water. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, she's actually getting up and getting me water. Let's see if we can hear the sink in the background. Can you hear that? Oh my god. Oh my god. Thanks! She just handed me a cup of water. Hmm. Now that was refreshing. Drink water. Um, I'm not going to talk about study guides too much because we have a whole entire episode on them coming up. Alright, next uh, episode. We got season four. 
mm-hmm. episode four, yeah. time management in high school. In this episode, I give a bunch of tips on how I personally did my own time management. You can follow them or you could say that won't work for me, but I think the two most important things I talked about were, one, the internal schedule, mm-hmm. which is the idea of doing something at the same time every day, i.e., like I did, starting my homework at 8 p.m. every day, because, like, it just... You're going to find that it's a lot easier to get things done if you do things at the same time every day. I, like I said, I started my homework at 8 p.m. every day in junior year, and it was always easy for me to start because I, like, I wanted to start. Like, mm-hmm. it felt right. It was like, oh, 8 p.m. is, like, the time yeah. that I start. Nice water. I just got another sip of Thanks. Two uh, is the really easy to-do list. I This helped me a lot in junior year. It helps with your motivation. Get yourself a post-it note. Maybe mm. just open your notes app. Write down five really easy to-do list things to complete. That could be like taking out the garbage. That could literally be like putting that cup that you have in your room for some reason, looking at you, cup that's on my desk, downstairs because you've had it up in your room for like five days now and you probably should put it downstairs. But that's okay. Um, you know, which whatever. Stuff that you can get done in like under a minute whatever and then you do those things and it makes you feel good about yourself because you're like i'm getting stuff done or whatever yeah, like yeah, that yeah. and then you get that motivation very nice season four episode five how to deal with finals in high school uh two big mistakes i made in the past when it comes to finals the same mistake i made with the ap test starting late ah. uh now of course we just said this in the ap revisited episode and no you don't need a month to study for a single final but you do need at least three days i was giving myself one day i was saying yeah. okay i'm gonna study for physics in one day fool's move dumb fool's, fool's move, move. I am bad at physics, all right? <laughs> I, I need more than one day to study for physics, but I don't want to study no, physics. She needed way more than yeah, one day. Yeah, literally. So, I, like, it was very, very hard, and it should have been less hard if I would just given myself more time to study. Yeah. Uh, the second mistake I always make is overstudying something easy. You know, it's 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 nice when you know what you're doing. It, it's easier to study more comfortable things, more subjects that you yeah. know what you're doing, and you tend to accidentally overstudy. You give yourself three days for English, if you're good at English, instead of three days for math which you really Uh should give it because you're like oh but english like i'm studying look at me i'm so productive no you already know english you know you already know Mm -hmm. english please move on to math move on to the thing that you know you're not good at that is the mistake that i constantly made when studying for finals boom season four episode six this was an interactive episode we were talking about making a study guide oh right i remember this in a nutshell write down your vocab terms all of them and then define all of them go that's kind of the nutshell of the episode. Yeah. But how do you know what to include in your definition? One, stuff Textbook. that your teacher repeated a lot in class. Two, stuff that you remember writing multiple times in class. And three, easy language that you can understand so that when you look at it again, you're not like, what the frick does this definition mean? Yeah. That is what you should include in your define, definition. Define this definition. Yes. Don't use the word definition in the definition. I just said define that definition. Isn't that a... <gasps> No. Oh, okay. In that episode, we also oh, make a study okay. guide for my art history class, so go listen if you want to get a step-by-step on how to make a study guide for, for a real class history. that I took. All right, here we go. Season 4, Episode 7, College Essays Revisited. Whoa. Quick overview. Uh, personal statement and college essay are the same thing. When I say personal statement, I mean college essay. When I right. say college essay, I also mean personal statement. Right. They are the one and the same thing. 650 words, 7 prompts. Yeah. I recently have been doing a ridiculous amount of work on my college essay. Ah, it's uh, it's really fun. Um, there is also a new prompt. Oh my god! Oh, this is so spooky. I'm gonna read that prompt out to you right now. Here's yeah, the new it, prompt that it. they added. Please do it. Reflect on something that someone has done for you that made you happy or thankful in a surprising way. 
How has this gratitude affected or motivated you? And for this new prompt, uh, you're gonna wanna uh, focus on why it's surprising. Don't forget, you know, don't just say like, oh, like my sister got me a cup of water. That's not really surprising. Like Avery is a good person. So she's probably gonna get me a cup of water. Maybe, and we use this example in the episode. It's a hypothetical example. Maybe you're an artist, but maybe your parents, they're like, art. <laughs> That's for the birds. No, 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 no. And they don't support. The birds doing art. <laughs> no, they don't support your art, and no. they think it's stupid and silly. <gasps> no. But then one day, what for your birthday? Yeah. You open a little present. Yeah. And there's some crayons in there. Nice. And your parents, in a surprising <laughs> gesture, they're <trying>. Your parents, <laughs> in a surprising gesture, have bought you something to further your art career, something that you previously believed they did not support. <laughs> it's just like crayons. one crayon. <laughs> It's like, like a two, red crayon. Two crayons and it's like a kind of broken one. of them's one. like broken off, yeah. Oh. It's like a really, really used, like, big yeah. one without the wrapping. And your dad in the background just like has his arms folded and he's just like, I'm proud of you. Yeah, so he's like, he's really proud of what he did. Alright. You get the idea. Focus on why it's surprising. Focus uh. on why that act of gratitude didn't really make sense in the context, but you're you're glad it happened. Alright. Uh, this category... <laughs> you're still laughing over the crayon thing? Yes. <laughs> This category is good to use because it is new, exciting, and interesting. This, uh, 2021, that is, is the first year that it will be available to the public. So use it. It'll set you apart from the other kids. All right, here we go. Season 4, Episode 8. We have 15 episodes to go through. Season 4, Episode 8. All about college recommendations. We've we've talked about so much in this this show. Uh, College recommendations time, everybody. A college recommendation letter is a short one-page essay on why you're a good student, written usually by a counselor or a teacher, maybe even both if you get multiple. OMG. Uh, you are not going to get to read your college recommendation. No. Sorry, it's considered taboo. If your teacher sends it to you, they're technically breaking the rules. Define taboo. Taboo means it is something that is not really a rule, but it's generally not allowed. Nice. An unspoken rule. Uh, you are not going to get to read it. So just kind of accept that. If your teacher says it to you, they're definitely breaking the rules. But nine times out of ten, you are not going to get to read what that teacher wrote about you. So how can you guarantee that your rec will be good even if you never get to read it? OMG. Choose the right teacher. That's right. What are some red flags to avoid so you don't accidentally choose the wrong teacher? What? Here we go. What? One, don't ask a busy teacher. Busy oh. teachers have other stuff to do. They're not going to spend as much time as you probably want them to on your rec. And it, maybe it won't be a bad rec, but it won't be a great rec. Two, don't oh. ask a teacher who seems to be a bad writer. Check the emails they send. Do they make grammar mistakes? Check the yeah. stuff they post on Google Classroom if you use that. Do they make grammar mistakes? Uh, do they just generally seem like a person who wouldn't be a really excellent essayist? There you go. Yeah. Third, don't ask a teacher uh, that students complain about. I have an English teacher in my school that people say, oh, don't ask her for a rec. She's an English teacher, but she just doesn't write good recs. This teacher is very nice, very sweet. Uh, one of my favorite teachers, actually. But I know not to ask her for a rec because people keep saying, don't do it. She's bad at recs. Great. That is season four, episode eight, all about college recommendations. Now we are going to move on to season four, episode nine. Let's yeah. go. Volunteer work, helping others helps you. Volunteer work, as we said in the episode, should be done for the sake of volunteer work. I highlight it in pink. Not the sake of your own Not the sake of your own resume, all right? Volunteer work is a uh, practice that should continue if you have the time or resources even after your high school career has ended. Volunteer work is always good. Helping others helps you. And as a byproduct, it can help your college resume. So why does it help? Or also, you could get some good karma. You could get some good karma if you are a Buddhist. 
Only if you're Buddhist, though. Only if you're Buddhist. Karma does not exist for anybody else other than Buddhists. All right. <laughs> Why does it help? Forget about it. Forget about it. Forget it about shows it. an interest in doing good. It shows to colleges, hey, I'm a good kid. Look at me using my free time instead of doing drugs and messing around. I'm helping <laughs> oh, the God. innocent. Um, uh, plus, it can also tell the college a little bit about your personality. So, like, uh, for oh. example, if you volunteer to help with animals a lot, maybe it shows an interest in animals. You volunteer yeah. to help with, like, cleaning the ocean, it shows an interest in the ocean or the mm-hmm. environment, stuff like that, right? So, uh, it's good because, obviously, it's a great thing to place on your resume. Uh, doing a lot of volunteer work helps you stand out. I know my school made me do a lot of volunteer work, so I'm placing all of that on, and I'm just doing other volunteer mm-hmm. work that I did on my own, for example, tutoring. Um, all that nonsense. Yeah. Uh, here's some examples of places you can volunteer if you aren't really sure what to do. We got one soup kitchen. They got yeah. these in every city. If you live in a city, soup kitchen time. Yeah. They're so easy to find. Just go on their website. They'll probably accept you if they have open shifts. And uh, how you work at a soup kitchen? Uh, well, I work kind of at a soup kitchen. I work at a soup kitchen slash, like, food bank. Mm-hmm. So me and my friend have been going really early in the morning to this random, um, it's not random, it's a church that like also runs this food bank, uh, mm-hmm. like as, as a side thing. And me and my friend have been going really early, uh, on certain weekends and we've been packing food and in these little brown paper bags oh, and they're going to give those away to homeless people or people in need. Uh, so that's an example of soup. Uh, that's not really a soup kitchen, but that's what me and my friend have been doing. Soup kitchen is more like feeding directly to the people. Anyway, yeah. uh, tutoring. I did tutoring. It's great. It's really easy in my opinion, but that's maybe because I'm good at it. Okay. But, um, tutoring, super easy, super simple. Find an elementary school that your school has a connection with and teach some first graders how to do math. Sure. Great. Easy. Done. Uh, food pantry. This is kind of more uh, along the lines of what I did. This is more like donating food to people yeah. who need it. Not necessarily homeless people, just anyone who's food insecure. Uh, we got nursing homes. Easy. Hospitals. Maybe less easy because they're a little more selective about who they let into hospitals. And kind of hectic uh, as well. Yeah, it's hectic probably. So maybe, you know, if you're not down for that, stay away. Uh, and also camp counselors. Some camp counselor positions are unpaid. I had a friend who did an uh, unpaid position for like a straight up month. She was very tired after. Yeah. But mm-hmm. got her mad volunteer hours. And plus, if you like, uh, it's probably going to be a lot of fun being a camp counselor. Although yeah. it's working with a lot of children. and me- if you're, Yeah, and sure, if you like stuff. working with but children. Yeah, that's, that's the point. That might be a more fun option. Absolutely. If you're into that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the end of season four, episode oh nine. <gasps> season four, episode ten. Yeah. Interactive making a college... Ooh, I wrote college essay, but I meant to say college resume. I guess I was not thinking when I wrote that. Uh, interactive making a college resume. That was season four, episode ten. Here we go. College resumes are not necessary for your college application. Oh. College resumes are not necessary for your college application. However, what? that does not mean they are useless. They what? are absolutely helpful. What are college resumes, you may ask? What are they? They are a personal list of achievements and information that is easy to send and read. Cool. So, uh, why would something like this be helpful? Well, one, it helps you stay organized. It helps you say, hey, this is what I've done. This is what I can put down, perhaps, really? in really? my Common App when I need to fill that out. Uh, you could send it to those to, who request it. Maybe, you, you know, you have a teacher who's writing a recommendation for you and the teacher says, hey, I'd really enjoy like a brag sheet. Oh. Well, this is an example of a brag sheet. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, that's kind of a more informal term for a list of achievements that you've had uh, that I can use in your essay when I'm writing your rec. So you could send it to those who request it. Uh, it also helps you see what you're missing. Maybe you're wow. looking at it and you're like, yo, I just don't participate in clubs. That's yeah. pretty bad. Yeah. I should join a club. I should join something. Should. It helps you see what you're missing. Fill out those gaps in your resume. Exactly. All right. So uh, if you want to actually make a resume, you can listen to the episode on how to make a resume yourself. But the general overview of stuff you want to include uh, is contact info, 
education, mm-hmm. academic achievements, mm-hmm. and extracurriculars. Right. Go listen to the episode if you want to mm-hmm. learn more about that. Season 4, episode 11, College Tours, part 1. In this one, I hadn't gone on any college tours yet. I was mostly talking about how to sign up for them. So, first thing, how to decide where to tour. There are two things you have to keep in mind when you're deciding where to tour. The first is your interest level. You gotta ask yourself, are you actually interested enough in this college to visit it? You're looking at, you're looking at the college, you're looking at Deep Springs on your list, and you're saying, (laughs) alright, well, you know, I freaking love Deep Springs, but am I interested enough to visit it. Yeah. Yes, the answer is always yes, by the way. That's just like, that's just a given. Mm -hmm. That's just a general. Two, location. Can I reasonably travel to visit this college? Deep Springs is in California. Well, maybe you live in Florida and that's a bit far away from you and you're like, I'm good. Mm -hmm. But of course you would make the journey because it is Deep Springs College, which is the best (laughs) college on the face of this earth. Anyway, that's how you decide where you are going to visit. And remember, you can at- apply to colleges you haven't toured uh, at, but you really should tour every college you are very much interested in, just for that demonstrated interest, oh. but also because it helps you actually get a feel for the school. Yeah. If you are thinking to yourself, man, I'd really love to go to Michigan State. Like, that's my dream school. I've been on their website since my freshman year, all that nonsense. And then you, like, actually go to Michigan State and you're like, ew, why? Why did I want to go here? Well, that's a great <laughs> well, example of go, how man. a college tour can help you. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> anyway. Why did I ever choose this school? <laughs> how to organize your colleges. Split them into groups. By lo- so this is how to organize the colleges when you're eventually making that schedule for when you're going to go yourself. I made the schedule myself. You're probably going to have to end up doing that as well. Um, how to organize your colleges. Let's go. Sort them into groups by location. Mm-hmm. Say, all right, during this week, I'm going to go to Boston and make trips only to Boston. Or yeah. during this week, I'm going to make trips only to, I don't know, freaking Grand Rapids. <laughs> that's that's just a random city that came into oh, my mind. Okay. Um, it's probably Grand Rapids, too. I, I don't think I even pronounced it right. Yeah. But sort them into groups by location. Then go on the college's website and to find out what days those tours are. Write those days down. Write those days down. Write those days down. <laughs> Sign up. And I cannot stress this enough early. Sign up and I cannot stress this enough early. early. I did not sign up early. I ended up having <gasps> to reschedule all my tours. It sucked. Oh. But don't worry. I ended up going on all of them. It was great. All right. That's it for season four, episode 11. We are now on season four, episode 12. We are nearing the home stretch. Here oh we go. God. Why is the college application process so terrifying? Yeah. Well, I think it's for three reasons. Uh, people are likely probably scared of the uh, application process for these three main reasons. One, what? It's unknown. There's a lot of unknown. There's a lot of stuff that when you're starting out, you're like, this doesn't make sense to me. I'm only hearing this for the first time. It's spooky. It's scary. Remedy. No. Remedy. Research. Remedy. Listen to this podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, The unknown is only scary until you know it. The darkness is only frightening until you grab a flashlight. Just shine your light of knowledge into the darkness. That is so deep. Thanks. Thank you, Avery. (laughs) Thank you. No problem. Two. Pressure and consequences. Remedy for pressure and consequences. Remember that there are every conse- uh, there are consequences to every action that you take. Everything you do has a positive and negative outcome. But also, if you're feeling the pressure, if you're worrying about this constantly, maybe it's time to take a little vacation. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's time to slow down and say to yourself, I'm going to focus on something else other than college for a little bit. That's why I only record this episode once a week. That's why we only record on Saturdays. Yeah. I'm not going to do this like twice a week because that's a little too much focus. It is. Yeah. 
Uh, the third one is work. It's a lot of work. You know, you got to do a lot of uh, research. You've got to do a lot of stuff for the Common App. Yeah. Uh, you know, like planning <gasps> out Common App. Season one, episode I three, our favorite word. episode. Um, I recently filled out the Common App. I'm not totally done with it, but it's oh. a, it, it takes it takes a long time. Wow. Uh, work. It's a lot of work. People are scared of a lot of work. Well, in my opinion. Focus on one thing at a time. That's your remedy. Say to yourself, today I am only thinking, in fact, maybe this month, I am only thinking about my college essay and I'm not going to think about anything else. Or maybe this month I'm only thinking about, I don't know, like, like comap, IDK. Yeah. I'm just naming random like college things. Topics. But yeah. So only focus on one thing at a time. That helps like slow it down. That helps it make it feel a little bit simpler and not so overwhelming. Season four, episode 13. The YX essay. <gasps> Not Y letter X. It is W-H-Y-X. Y variable. Yeah, Y variable essay. Uh, the YX essay is a name for a very common type of supplemental essay. A supplemental essay is an essay you're going to have to write in addition mm -hmm. to your personal statement for most colleges. Uh, it's basically asking the question, why do you want to attend this college out of all the other colleges? You're only probably going to get about 250 words to write this essay. So mm -hmm. it's important that you focus on these two things. What? One, why is this school unique? Yeah. And two, what makes you a good fit? Oh. Why is this school unique? You can find this on tours. You can find this on their website. They're probably going to boast about something that is unique about them. That's true. Look at us. We got the world's longest swimming pool, I guess. And it's like <laughs> yes! 50 miles Ryan, long. Count me in. Dear God. I'm applying. Or maybe they have a very rich history in something that you think is pretty unique and yeah. is unlike other schools. It doesn't right. even have to be something they offer. Um, <laughs> like the largest swimming pool. Yo. Yo, in 1957, they started building this swimming pool and they ain't oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it just gonna keep going. So <laughs> Some kids swim to class. Um, anyway, why is the school unique? I don't know. Probably the swimming pool. If you're what cool, makes you have a boat. what makes you a good fit? I've been on the swim team for eighty-seven years. Mo, that's a, that's pretty. That's I'm good still achievement. swimming. Okay, but in all seriousness, I'm it, still in the first lap. In all seriousness, <laughs> it'd probably be more something like, oh, like, we have an astronomy lab or something that, you know, not a lot of colleges have. And then what makes you a good fit would be like, I want to study astronomy or I want to work, I don't know, I want to work in since you're still laughing about the world's largest swimming pool, aren't you? It wasn't even that good of a well, joke. Well, I made a joke. You said, you said, I'm on a swimming team for 87 years and I said, I'm still on my first lap. <laughs> Yo, one day she's gonna get to lap two. Yo, and when that happens, y'all better watch out. All right. What makes you a good fit? I don't know. Probably your major. That's usually what people go for. We're still laughing in the background. It like spirals around the world. <laughs> Bro, it like wasn't even that funny. <laughs> They're like buoys in the ocean, like showing ah, you like where. Yo, the ocean is my swimming pool. Omg. <laughs> yeah, man. Shaka. That's All right. Deep. Shaka when the walls fell. That is a Star Trek reference. Season 4, Nerd. episode 14, College Doors, part 2. This is the final episode that came before this episode. This is mm -hmm. the previous episode. Expectations versus realities, we've discussed uh, in this episode. This was, uh, I've recorded this when I just came back from my college tours. Oh, right. So I was just kind of like, it was also recorded like when we were kind of frantically scrambling about trying we to were, go to yeah. that place. So it's a little bit of a frantic episode, but we it were, does. Yeah, there's a lot happening. It does have some good info in it. In this episode, we talked about what college tours were like, uh, what happened, expectations versus realities. Mm -hmm. We're going to go a little bit over some of those expectations versus those realities now. <gasps> Whoa. One, tour groups are huge. No, 
They're no. not huge. They're, no. They actually do this on purpose. They generally keep it under 15 people. Even Normal 15 size. people is kind of a lot. Yeah. It's probably going to be about 9 or 10 people on average. 15 or maybe even 20 if, if the group is extremely large or the college has a lot of people on that particular day. Um, you will always, however, get to hear what the tour guide is saying. Do not worry. They will stop if they have something, like, necessary to say. They will make sure that everybody is listening. Tour guides will never just talk uh, when they know that nobody can hear them. Mm-hmm. Um, two, tour guides take multiple hours to complete the tour. Also, no. There was only one outlier to this in which I had to do a three-hour tour that really, really sucked. I was oh. so hungry by the oh, end of God. it. And I did not know it was three hours until I was in my second hour. Um, wow. But anyway, uh, in my experience, no. Most college tours only take one hour, maybe 90 minutes. 90 minutes is probably the average. They want to make it practical. Yes, that's absolutely right. They want to make it practical. They probably have multiple tours going on in that one day. They want to get as much done as they can while students are still coming to visit their college. You Mm -hmm. know, get as much exposure as you can within those uh, summer months. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, all tours are held, you know, not even in summer months, too. They probably even hold them as early as, like, December or something like that if you're truly interested for the kids who are going over winter break. Um, Anyway, uh, just... Tours are generally not that long. You're probably going to expect maybe a 90-minute tour. It's probably going to start with something like an information session where they, for 30 minutes, go over interesting facts about their school. Hey, if they say anything unique here, you could use that in your YXSA. Yes, Uh, Write that down, write that down. They'll probably also go over just for some random stats. Some colleges even say, like, hey, this is the type of ACT range we want to see in our applicants. Hey, this is, like, the type of uh, grade range, stuff like that. This is the type of classes we want Mm -hmm. you to take. Whatever. All that nonsense. Information session, very useful. College store, more for seeing the campus itself. And that, that is season four. Oh my god. That is the end of season four. That was all 14 episodes of season four, stretching from May of this year to now. You guys. Yeah. That's insane. May of this year to now. How insane is this? May? Yeah. That's how long. No, the first episode of season four was in May. And uh, now season four is over. And so is the ending of our uh, regular posting on podcast. Don't worry, we're still going to talk about the big question, and that'll be the end of that. And then I'll record something on my own and paste it onto the end of the episode, talking a bit about um, what we expect to do with this uh, podcast now that the regular posting is over. But that's it. That's season four. Do you feel knowledgeable? I feel sad. Do you feel knowledgeable? I feel knowledgeable. Okay, that's good. (laughs) The big question. The big question. Let's slow down a bit now that... um, don't have to talk at freaking light speed. Mm-hmm. The big question for this season that I just made up at the start of this episode, because technically there was, a, was no big question, but okay. uh, what has learning the college application process been like? Avery, I want you to go first. Me? Yeah. What has learning the college application process been like? Yeah. Just say random things. Go. Confusing. Uh-huh. Um, logical. Like, technical. Mm-hmm. Um, enlightening. <laughs> Would you say that you feel you understand it at all? Or, like, or like Honestly, only a little bit? If I were to, like, compare to myself before mm-hmm. I learned about this, I'd be totally, totally clueless. Like, mm-hmm. is it, it, yeah, it, I, I did learn a lot more. So, like, you versus you in the beginning of your freshman year, you think you know more? Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully that's <laughs> yeah, useful. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully that's useful. Uh, I, would I say know the a lot same. more secret facts about, yeah. about college. Yeah, Aver, and when I, like, shout random things at you, when I'm like, uh, early decision, you know what that means, right? 
Um, there are four different kinds, and I didn't memorize them, but <laughs> kind of. <laughs> early decision, rolling admission, early action, and regular decision. Yeah. Which you can listen to uh, in our The Four Decisions episodes, which I believe is season one, but I can't remember which episode. Um, <laughs> yeah. You would say you know more. Yeah. I would say I know more, too. Thinking back now to September 14th, 2020, <laughs> I literally knew nothing. Like, me talking in that first episode, if you heard it, like, I, I, I knew what I was talking about were in you, the context of the episode. Were you, say, completely lost? I would say that I was completely lost, mm-hmm. and that is actually mm-hmm. why we named the show this, because I, like, it was, like, something I'd send in a conversation to a friend. She was, like, because I had this one friend who's, like, Oh, so on top of college things, like, mm-hmm. at all times. Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah, <laughs> she was saying all these words that I <laughs> nice just voice. didn't know. What? <laughs> nice voice. Thanks. And she was just like, she was saying all these things that I didn't know. And she was just, like, shouting at these things. And I was just like, oh, my God. Like, I'm, I think I actually said the words, like, I'm just so completely lost on this. Mm-hmm. Like, before it was a podcast. And then I, wow. that's why I you named it that. you said it before it was cool. I did. I was, I'm just, like, a hipster or something. Um, I just heard my phone buzz. I hope I got a text from a friend. <laughs> it's probably from your fan group. My because fan you're group. So famous. Yeah, because I am. Um, I am all eight AU. You in Seattle, Washington. We're looking at you. Um. Anyway, as I'm saying. Wow, really pointing at. Yeah, I'm, I'm shouting him out. He's been here for a while, or oh. she. I don't know. Um. Anyway, completely lost. Yeah, I think I know a lot more like now compared yeah. to September. I really feel that like I've grown as a person, yeah. both as you know getting an actual personality, <laughs> both as Stop. sorry the slender. I did not have a personality in September of my freshman year. I gained it over sorry my freshman year. Uh, well, I didn't have a personality in my freshman year either. But I think I gained it over the course of this junior year. Definitely over the course of Corona. That just messed us all up. I think. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah. I would say that it's been scary learning a lot about the college uh, application process. You know, there's a lot of things to know. We discussed this in season four, episode 12. Like, why is it so scary? It's because there's a lot of unknowns. And Mm -hmm. obviously, you got to do a lot of hard work to get through those unknowns. And that sucks. It really sucks having to do it alone. Because I thought that my school was going to help me out a lot. Corona kind of cut down on our class time a lot and they cut our guide class like we had it but it was like pretty useless because we could only met meet with her for like 30 minutes mm. and everything she was telling me I already knew and I was just like all right cool like mm. I guess I have to do this on my own huh and no shade to my guidance counselor because she's actually a very sweet lady and I'm sure she'll help us a lot more now that we're seniors but like I really would have preferred to know all this in junior year and the only reason I did because I started this podcast, you know? So it's, oh. like, kind of had to do this alone. Like, trying yes. to think of someone who didn't do all this research, who kind of expected their school to help them. Well, rip, rip for you, buddy. Like, so listen to Completely Lost. Yeah, you should listen to Completely Lost. Um, another thing, though, that I did learn over the course of learning about mm-hmm. the college application process is that I'm not alone in this. Like, there are so mm-hmm. many other thousands of people, thousands and thousands, who are working on this college admissions process right now. Like, who are going to you know, help you, give you advice and stuff like that. Not just, like, adults who have been through it, but, like, also kids who are, like, hey, like, this is what I did. There's endless YouTube accounts where I just see girls who go to really good colleges, and they're, like, hi, guys, welcome to my account. And they all have the same intro, and it's, like, it's, like, a lo-fi hip-hop song with their name (laughs) printed on the front. Yeah, pretty much. Anyway. And they have just, like, their name printed on the front, like, aesthetic letters, and there's, like, a little cute pastel background. Nice. And then they're like, hi, guys, welcome back to my channel. Hi. Like, today we're gonna talk about how, how I got into NYU. And I'm yeah. just like, oh, okay. I would like to listen. Sure. Yeah, um, anyway, 
Um, I was watching a girl who got into Northeastern the other day, and yeah. she had this little background where it was, like, a bunch- it was, like, pi- pictures on the wall. She had pasted up, and she just, like, turned around. She was like, do you guys like my background? I put it up the other day, and I was like, girl, start talking about Northeastern. <laughs> girl, I love your background. Yeah, it's about- a great background, though. <laughs> anyway, that's unrelated. Um, so, yeah, you are not alone. There's, like, so much help out there. Like, you might feel that you're alone at times. You might say, like- in fact, even in the previous sentence, I said something like, so if you thought your school was going to help you, rip, you're on your own. No, you're not. You're actually not on your own. Like, mm-hmm. you have so many other friends who are doing this. Like, all this research and stuff, yeah, you got to do it yourself, but, like, there's so much available out there. There are so many people who are willing and ready to, like, give you that leg up. There are so many people out to help you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, out to get you, out to help you. <laughs> But yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're not alone. And certainly you'll get tons of help in this entire application process, you know, from your family, of course, uh, from your friends who are going through the same thing, from yourself, if you help yourself. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah. I think that's what I have to say on that. That's what it's kind of been like learning about the college applications process. It's been scary, but it's also been comforting to know that everyone else is doing the exact same thing that I am, you know? Yeah. You know? Get it. Yeah. And that is the end of season four, episode 15. And then I end up going to a trade school. <laughs> going to a trade school is a perfectly viable <laughs> yeah. option. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, hey, we actually have an episode on that. It's season three. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, so that is the end of season four, episode 15 of Completely Lost. This is also the end of our regular posting. I'm going to uh. record something. Uh, stick around until after the outro music. I'm going to record something that I'm going to talk about what we plan to do with this podcast uh, in very great detail. So stick around for that. And after but, the joke. Uh, I'll put the joke at the end. Okay. Anyway, uh, and as for that, I see it. That's it. So let's oh. do the outro. If you had anything that you didn't understand or felt that we should have explained better, you can email us both at completelylostsisters at gmail.com. That is completelylostsisters at gmail.com. We have an Instagram. Dear God. You can visit Deep Springs College on their website, deepspringscollege.edu. You can go to Deep Springs College if you go to Big Pine in Florida. Sponsored. (laughs) Not sponsored. I love them. Comment out. Fill it out. The time is approaching nigh. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, what's the last thing I'm going to say? Oh yeah, my final message for the day is whatever you're doing, whatever you will do, I hope you have excellent luck and I hope you do well. Avery? Um, my message is a good job on everything that you managed to do and um, thanks for listening to season four. Thank you for listening to season four and with that, we are going to end today's episode. <gasps> All right. Three, two, one. Goodbye! End of season four. Testing, one, two, three, can you hear me? All right, good. Now that that pesky Avery is gone and it's just you and me, listener, hey, uh, we are going to talk a little bit about, as promised, what I plan to do with this podcast now that it is technically over with regular posting. Um, Yeah, spooky. So, uh, as I explained at the beginning of season four, so season four, episode one, 
Uh, I talked a little bit about how I planned to only do three more episodes after the end of regular posting in season four. Those three four ep- uh, sorry, those three more episodes being, of course, once in November, once in January, and once in April or May. Uh, the first uh, episode in November, again, all of these are indeterminate dates. I'm not going to say like November 21st because quite frankly, I don't know. Likely it's going to be maybe November like 2nd or 3rd, very early November. I'm in visiting for the first episode. You'll just have to stick around and find out. I'll lay to you. Um, but yes, in that first, uh, shall we call them final episodes, first of the three final episodes, we are going to be discussing early decision. Um, As you may very well know, uh, early decision is uh, usually the date for it is November 1st. Some colleges have it at November 2nd or 3rd. Uh, This is at least speaking in the context of 2021. So after that's over, I'll talk a little bit about, uh, you know, did I choose to do early decision? Uh, If I didn't, why not? You know, if I did, why? Uh, How some of my friends are doing it? It'll be a little, it'll be a chill episode on just, you know, the concept of early decision. That'll be coming in November. Uh, And then in January, we will have another episode on regular decision. As most of you know, January is kind of when regular decision cuts off. Uh, That will probably also be at the general beginning of January. It will also be our first episode in the new year of 2022. For those of you listening in the future, you're probably like, 2022 is so many years ago. But for us, it is still a year that is upcoming, at least me speaking in this present right now. We'll be talking about regular decision, just kind of generally, you know, the pressures and uh, all that stuff like that. Uh, and you're going to be getting it in real time. Like, that's, I think, really the point of this podcast to kind of talk about it as you know it best. And you, you can never know something best more than when you're in the actual moment of it. So um, that'll be January. Then, of course, we are going to be posting our final ever episode in April, April or May. I can't decide yet. It'll probably be at the end of April or the beginning of May. I haven't chosen yet, but it will happen. And that will be our final episode of Completely Lost. We will be done with the podcast after that episode, unfortunately. Very, very sad, which means we will actually have been doing this podcast for uh, well over a year by that point, technically. We're not posting every Saturday anymore, but um, that that episode in either the end of April or the beginning of May will be our final episode. Uh, I will also be posting the dates for these episodes as they come out on my Instagram. Sorry, I haven't been super active on my Instagram. I just low-key gave up because it was a lot of work, uh, which, by the way, is not an indicator of, like, you don't just give up on something because it's a lot of work. I just stopped doing it because I got flogged with other work, or sorry, flooded with other work, and uh, I decided to maybe slow down Instagram for a while. Maybe I'll pick back up on it a little bit more when the school year starts, but uh, you know, worry not, I will be posting the dates of these episodes as I decide them on that Instagram. So if you, uh, if you have access to that Instagram, go check it out. If I don't decide to delete it immediately after this podcast ends or whatever. But, um, yeah, that's what I have to say. So we will see you in November. Uh, as I said, April or uh, the early May will be our final ever episode. Super scary, super exciting, and of course in that episode I will reveal where I've chosen to go to college, don't worry, you will get that information, uh, because that would be a pretty unsatisfying ending if you didn't. So, with that, uh, I wish you all the most amazing of luck in whatever year you are entering, or maybe if you're listening to this in like December of 2032, whatever future endeavors you have ahead of you, I wish you good luck in them, and I will see you all later. Now enjoy the little joke.
Check this out. You ready? Mm-hmm. It's out of tune. Coachella. <laughs> Thank you for coming to Coachella. We'll see y'all next year. <laughs>